0: Hello and welcome to episode seven of From the Hangar. I'm your host, Nathan, and uh, as you can see, we are coming at you from a hangar. I mean, I don't know if there's a better background for a podcast than having a Kodiak <laughs> behind us, um, but I personally love this Uh I say this every episode, and you guys already know this, but today's episode um, I'm super, super excited for. And I think I genuinely say super, super excited in every episode, <laughs> just exactly those words. Uh, but we have a, a pretty special guest uh, today. We have Tammy Joe and Dean Schultz. Uh, they are MAF supporters uh, and friends of ours, uh, as well as formal naval, naval aviators, Southwest pilots, uh, motivational speakers, public speakers, authors. Uh, I don't know if I can <laughs> say something and that you guys aren't doing that in this present moment. Um, and that's... Uh, uh, pretty pretty cool. So, uh, Tammy Joe, Dean, thank you guys so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. Be on from the hangar.
1: Oh, thank you, Nathan. Thanks for having.
0: Me. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, um, for those of you guys that don't know, um, Tammy Joe uh, had a flight. Um, remind me what year it was.
1: No, yes sorry 20 no don't be 18. sorry at all it's been, that's
0: five years that's wild um she had a flight that um kind of thrust her into um the national and international spotlight um having after having uh heroically saved a flight um that uh an incident happened where part of an engine, uh, exploded and, in doing so, uh, cabin depressurized after some shrapnel hit a window. Um, unfortunately one person did lose their lives, but because of Tammy Joe and her co-pilot, uh, they were able to save, uh, almost 200, uh, lives to be able to, um, arrive safely in Philadelphia. Is that correct? Brilliant. Um, and so because of that, Tammy Joe naturally, you got kind of <laughs> thrust into the spotlight, probably not necessarily on a, your bingo board for your life, um, but because of that, Tammy, Joe, and, and Dean have been able to um, share um, their stories and also be able to share um, just kind of who um, they are and who the Lord is in their lives. And so, um, with that, if I missed anything, please, <laughs> I probably, I probably missed a lot of your lives. If I'm being honest, so uh, yeah. Anything else that you want to add about who you guys are? I'd love for you you to just introduce yourself.
1: Oh well, thank, Nathan. I mean, first of all. I think Dean and I both came to know Christ at a fairly young age. Mm-hmm. So just knowing our worth in Christ, knowing Christ was probably the biggest um, achievement of our life, which mm. we have no credit in having. You yeah. know, that was a, certainly a gift. And then um, being a mom and dad and a grand, grandmother, grandfather
0: now. That's awesome. Dean, anything that I missed for you? I'm sure a you lot. Know, of you know, you actually added some things that weren't even true. So <laughs> not. That's great. Well, that's my job is to make you guys look as best as you possibly can, <laughs> right? <Sure. laughs> yeah. um, well, you guys are both pilots, and uh, Southwest was uh, part of your careers. Dean, I know that you're still flying or still uh, on staff with Southwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys were both formal naval aviators. Um,
1: now, I will interrupt you there, Nathan, yeah, just to tell you that only if you're on Top Gun do you say naval aviators. <laughs> Everybody in the Navy just calls us pilots.
0: <laughs> well that's that's my issue of, of doing all my research and looking up like Wikipedia articles and they're like naval <laughs> aviators. I was like, that surely is the correct term to use, right? You guys are formal <laughs> former pilots in the Navy. How sure. about that? That sounds yes. better? <laughs> Navy pilots, yeah. <laughs> um, if you don't mind, can you just talk me through like why being a pilot like what was it for each of you guys to individually make those decisions and then also what led you to the navy and and um, that whole that whole side of your life
2: um i got interested with a gentleman in my church that took me for a plane ride in high school Mm. and thought that was about the coolest thing ever Uh, didn't go anywhere beyond that went off to college actually was enrolled at dallas seminary um finishing college and both my pastor at home and at my college church had gone to Dallas and uh, both recommended, Hey, you may want to think about doing something else. You're graduating in December. You're going to start seminary in January. All you've ever done is be a student and mm. you'll get more out of seminary. If you take a break and do something else, whether you I was a finance major or huh. to go do a short term mission or something. Um, so I respected both those guys and, uh, Started considering my options, went to the movie theater, saw Top Gun. (laughs) (laughs) That was on a weekend. Monday morning, I was knocking on the recruiter's door. And uh, long story short, that's how I ended up in...
0: Naval aviation. So Tom Cruise inspired you to be a pilot, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yes,
2: yes. And, um, That's awesome. You know, That's in real sense
0: greatest uh, recruiting
2: movie ever made, and, except maybe Top Gun 2. Not yeah. sure how it's going, but I would suspect well.
0: I mean, surely, surely Top Gun 2 has brought in a, a handful of people as well that say that looks like a pretty cool profession.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of fun. I watched that my senior year of college, and our son, who was at the time at the Air Force Academy, came home and we watched Top Gun 2 together when he was a senior in college. Of course, he had already made the decision, but uh, it was kind of 36 years later, we're watching Top Gun 2 together.
0: That's pretty special. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Absolutely, that's awesome. Um, Tammy Joe, what about you?
1: Well, uh, I was pre-Top Gun. Uh, So I just, I I grew up on a ranch in New Mexico, and my parents, were kind enough to tell me the truth that my goal of being a racehorse jockey was not going to happen at five <laughs> foot seven in seventh grade and growing, and um, it was the age before people thought that they had a truth and somebody else had a truth. There was just mm. truth, yeah. and so, uh, you know, I had to recage what I was going to be when I grew up. And our ranch was kind of the last um, reference point on the road before 30 miles or so of boondocks. And Air, the Air Force Base, Holloman Air Force Base, was uh, fairly close and they used our big barn as an, a um, a spot to anchor over for their dog fighting. So I would see that on a pretty daily basis and got interested in flying. I had no idea how you would get from a barnyard to a cockpit <laughs> wow. um, and I read the Mission Aviation Fellowship book, Jungle Pilot, about <laughs> Nate Saint. Yeah, it was around the same time that I had come to Christ. So uh, it was just like the perfect blend mm-hmm. of aviation and inspiring, using what God's given you in talents and abilities. And so that was kind of the the birth of aviation in my in my
0: mind. Yeah. Wow. Um, I love the fact, and we talk about this often here, just about um, just the legacy of Nate Saint and how he um, in his um, sacrificial life and, and with the other four as well, um, genuinely inspired, um, not just in that generation, uh, a, right. a, a generation of missionaries and of pilots, but also like continuing to, in, to inspire that generation. And so I love that your story is tied indirectly <laughs> to a point to Nate Saint and, and his life. Um, that's really cool.
1: Right. I mean his mission was abroad and yet his influence wasn't wasn't just in that sphere. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. Okay. So you guys both decide that you wanted to become pilots. Um Dean, you obviously saw Top Gun. Did you know immediately that you were like, I wanna be a military pilot or was it I just wanna be a pilot?
2: No, I wanted to go fly jets off aircraft carriers.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean if you see Tom Cruise do it, you gotta say, I wanna do That's that. What I want to do. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, Tammy Joe, what about you? What led you to the military career uh, instead of something else?
1: Right. Um, first of all, it was the only one I could afford. It mm. was the only one that was no money down, yeah. uh, which is what I had. <laughs> and plan. E- easy payment plan. <laughs> yeah. And um, the Navy was the only one that would allow me to apply. Mm. Um, so I tried the Air Force. They didn't need or want girls at the time. And mm. the Army and— they said, no, you're not a fit for us. And so, you know, it was one of those things that I look back now and I just see how God uses no and walls and barricades to kind of herd us into Mm. the path that is meant for us. Um, I look back and in the Navy, I had no idea that it was the only branch of the military where women could fly tactical aircraft in tactical missions long before mm-hmm. the combat exclusion policy was lifted. Yeah. Uh, and oh. so I got to do a lot of, you know, incredible things before the combat exclusion law was or policy was lifted.
0: Wow. Wow. Uh, again, another connection to MAF because our founder for MIFUS is Betty Green and a pioneer and in the world of aviation. And, um, it's just so cool to be sitting, yeah, with other, um, pioneers that, that, um, are part of breaking down barriers. And, um, we love the fact that we are tied to such a wonderful woman. That was a part of really changing the aviation world for, at least from our perspective, um, for you to also be in that list of, of female aviators who are pioneers. That's, pretty cool. Uh, I'll say that.
1: (laughs) She, yeah, she was, um, amazing. And, Mm. and the wasp, uh, just amazing shoulders to stand on. we would certainly ladies that fly and flew in the military wouldn't have had the open doors. I I don't think if the wasps hadn't proven to be so valiant and courageous in what they did Mm. and, um, and so selfless in what they did.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's a, pretty pretty special to to have those shoulders to be standing on as well and yeah. i love the term i love that term of the the shoulders that you stand on because it is so true right the yeah. the walls that they were able to break down help people go a little bit further and then they have to break potentially break down more walls and, and go a little bit further and so it's cool that you get to stand on those shoulders but now people get to stand on your shoulders right as <laughs> as uh, military pilots not aviators right <laughs> 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 so you guys obviously um, became uh, military pilots in the Navy. Um, where did you did you guys meet in that stretch of time? Where I would love to just get into. I mean, you guys have different <laughs> paths to aviation. How did that? How did that get there?
2: And even different paths to that story. You know, and <laughs> oh,
0: this could be really out. fun. Did I just open up a can of worms <laughs> yeah, for this right, podcast? Right,
2: <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> you did, you did. So, uh, Tammy Joe, we met in Beeville, Texas. Uh, she was already in town. I showed up on a, a Saturday to start class on Monday as a new uh, jet student. I yeah. uh, got uh, selected jets in the Navy pipeline and so found a church in the yellow pages. Nathan, that's a book that used to have phone numbers.
0: Yeah, I think I've seen those uh, in, <laughs> in movies. In the museum? Yeah, yeah. It was in, yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah not familiar. <laughs> so yeah,
2: so I, I found a New Life Baptist Church and, uh, you know, put on my sport coat and went down there and It was not a big church, but as I walked in, um, this was sitting in the the choir loft (laughs) in a blue dress. And I thought, I like New Life Baptist Church. (laughs) So I scored an interview, uh, not an interview, no, it wasn't an interview, (laughs) Uh, Introduction. Yeah, It was just an introduction. And the the gentleman that introduced us uh, failed to tell me that I would be seeing her the next day, which I did when I checked into my squadron, only to find out. She was an instructor in that squadron. The only female in the room of 160 people, uh, pilots, uh, <laughs> budding naval aviators. <laughs> so, Thank you. Anyway, that, that was where we, we met.
1: Well, and then I get a call, I don't know, maybe weeks later. Everybody, when they get to a certain point in the syllabus, whoever their on-wing is, which is the instructor that they're going to do you know, maybe ten flights with yeah. for consistency. They plan on going on a cross country together. that teaches the student how to navigate uh, beyond the the controllers that know exactly what they need, no matter what they ask for. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know, so it uh, makes you learn how to talk correctly on the radio and things like that. <laughs> and um, i I would let the students pick where they wanted to go on a cross country, which was maybe not the norm. And mm. so I got a lot of students that would say, hey, I want to go here or there. Or here. So I get a call from this student who wasn't my student and he couldn't find an instructor. All mm. of his roommates had an instructor and he needed an instructor to go as a group, mm-hmm. four airplanes mm-hmm. to, um, on this cross country, up to a ski area. and. And I said, all right, as long as I have a place to stay. Oh, absolutely. And so this, I never thought anything about it because I was always the only girl on the trip. And I had a place. He told me, yeah, you've got a spot all of your own. And then the night before, every single person canceled but Dean. And (laughs) and I I called my parents because I thought, okay, you know, I don't know. I just don't want this to look odd. And my parents, who are complete prudes, uh, I knew they'd steer me right. And they yeah. just said, "You like to fly. You like to ski. You're always going to be the only girl on the trip." I would go. Why not? Right? <laughs> so, I mean,
0: it sounds like a great time.
1: <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> and, and uh, I on the trip, I will say we had some long conversations, and I realized he um, he didn't just go to church. He actually had a walk with Christ. Mm. And um, a happy and vibrant walk with Christ. So that was kind of the start of it.
0: I mean, there are worse places to figure that out, right? I mean, it (laughs) sounds like a pretty good idea of like, I don't know, we're on a cross-country flight. We're doing what we love. Oh, we get to (laughs) ski. I mean, man, I should have been taking notes when I had my first i don't know if i would call that a date but at first date with my wife dang dang yeah good. we didn't call it a date. no <laughs>
1: no he was getting graded and so i thought you know he's charming but he has to be yeah. i'm grading him yeah good but move. you know what he he has remained charming so <laughs> nice so it's just who you are i, I like it's that <laughs>
2: And even to this day, she's still teaching me things. Hey, I believe
0: that. Yeah. I believe that. <laughs> but
1: I don't grade. <laughs> no, no. Uh, well, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was
0: going to say, I think sometimes I get my, maybe graded, but on, a, on, a, on the lower end of the curve, <laughs> it's uh, uh, like, oh, man, I really didn't do the dishes that right. Um, I get that. Um, you guys moved, obviously, on from your military careers. What led you to commercial? And specifically Southwest, because there's a lot of different options that you can go on from a military career. Um, right. What what moved you guys both there? Was it individual as well? Because you guys both obviously went to fly for Southwest. I'd love to hear more about that.
1: Right. We had kind of settled. We got out uh, a little staggered. I got out of the Navy a couple of years before Dean did. Hmm. And I think we had decided by that time that we wanted to settle in Texas, um, I'd spent quite a bit of time in Texas I- in the Navy, going through Corpus, Beeville, teaching for a couple of years in Beeville, Texas. And we were at that point where we wanted to start a family, and we were looking at where do we want to be norm, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the normal for our family. And love Texas, and and um, Southwest has a big footprint yeah. in Texas. So um, at that time, you had to get your 737 type rating Hmm. to apply oh interesting um invested in a type rating and applied my choice i think dean and i came to it uh in the same for the same reason really is just uh at that time there were uh airplanes that you would sit sideways and be an engineer in and i just thought i really want to Fly for somebody who has both just a first officer and a captain. So I fly the first day on the job. Yeah,
0: and Southwest was,
1: and was yeah, and they seemed to have a good uh, esprit de corps, and mm. and it just seemed like a fit.
0: Awesome, awesome. And Dean, so what led you then to Southwest?
2: Right. By that time, when I was getting out of the Navy, Tammy Jo had been there, so I had a taste of what Southwest looked like, mm. and. Uh, Honestly, Southwest would hire um, spouses. Uh, some airlines didn't. Yeah. Um, so really uh, felt like it was probably the best fit from our our ability to manage our schedules. And, mm-hmm. and um, so couple that with the fact that at the time, very few of the airlines were hiring. Mm. Uh, but it, it worked out great that um, uh, I got to go where she already was and yeah all through our careers we we flew the same airplanes just mm-hmm. flopped on who flew the airplane first huh. and uh so i had the in on uh, how to fly 737
0: yeah absolutely yeah you have like kind of this uh your baseline was a lot higher than some other new pilots coming in because you <laughs> you got a chance to be uh instructed uh, at home as well yeah, That's... A Little
2: inside scoop
0: <laughs> oh man well in your Southwest career, that's 2018, uh, that right. flight. Um, I don't want to touch too much on that just because I know that that's been, um, a really big piece of your life and, and you've touched on that, um, in a lot of other places, but I would just love to get, um, just some insight into, um, how you kept your cool. I would imagine, right. and I'll say this, I have never been in this situation, in with that much stress uh right. in my life and knock on wood i never am uh in in that that sense of uh the stress of of taking care of people's lives um right how did you keep your cool how did you do it and also you've been very kind in, in making sure that people know that it's not just you it was also your co-pilot like i'd just love to hear like your thought process through that whole flight because
1: right it
0: stresses me out just reading about it <laughs>
1: Well, and like you said, it was a team effort that mm. day. Um, I don't really know of anything that we do that's solo. Mm. Um, in aviation, in life. Yeah. I mean, it's usually there's a team effort going on some at some level. And Darren Ellisor was my first officer, incredible man to fly with, and a gentleman. Mm. And then R- Rachel Fernheimer, Catherine Sandoval, and Shanique Mallory were my flight attendants. Mm. And... We actually met most of us for the first time that day, but everybody just had a great sense of not only their job, but um, a sense of compassion that they showed people before we had an emergency. And I'm convinced after going through that that your habits on a good day will be your instinct on a bad day. Mm. So it It came out that their instinct was true to what their habits had been in greeting and being compassionate to people and Darren and being um, great to work with, uh, open with ideas and flexible, you know, to to move on if that idea worked or if it didn't work. And um, the the initial onset uh, was. Of, of the fan blade that exploded was we it was such a hit that we thought we'd been struck by another aircraft because uh, there was no precursor. Yeah. So we did a a skid and a snap roll and a pitch over all at one moment. And oh. it was it was uh, sudden enough that it it unclipped things like the fire extinguisher in the cockpit. Oh, wow. you know? wow. So yeah. it was a pretty hard hit. And I think uh, I think you know, we recovered the aircraft. your reflexes, God makes us so um, complex hmm. and and so reactionary, which can be really good if we've groomed our habits, I think. Hmm. Um, but we recovered the aircraft, and then instead of it settling down, it the shuddering increased, and the noise. Uh, crescendoed louder until it it was just smothering every other sound and and then of course there's the issue of of the rapid depressurization at around thirty three thousand feet hmm. so um not being able to breathe and I think it was a pretty isolated and adrenaline filled moment for everyone yeah uh, me included and I remember I'd had a couple of other things that had happened in aircraft and cockpits that um. Things weren't going well. Mm -hmm. And so I'd had some time where adrenaline kind of seems to stretch out time just because you think so much quicker than you normally do. And I remember thinking at that point that I just didn't think everything would remain on. Hmm. The big pieces would stay on until we got to a runway, which then leads you to the next, you know, the conclusion to that is that it may be the day that you meet your maker. Hmm. And I just remember when that thought process went through, it was just so calming. Hmm. It was a drop the mic, I won't meet a stranger. Yeah. And I think experience and training all have their part in Mm. us getting to the ground in Philadelphia that day. But I would have to say the calm that that I had— Uh, i'll let everyone tell their own story but (laughs) i definitely think that it was a gift and Mm. not of myself
0: yeah yeah that's phenomenal i love what you just said about um your habits on a good day or your instincts on a bad day or um, however you phrase that like that is phenomenal advice just in life as a whole right and (laughs) and how um yeah your character really shows in in the moments that um you maybe don't want to have high character but when Push comes a shove. If you've had these great habits, that's going to become your instincts when things well, happen. Well, and I, Phenomenal.
1: I think I don't think I'm extraordinary in having great habits, but <laughs> I just had things happen to me along the way that I'd learned lessons, yeah. and I, I can see God's hand in so many ways. Looking back, yeah. which is always a, a better perspective, <laughs> yeah. um, at, at things that went wrong and what I learned from them, mm. at navigating through um, difficult situations. Mm -hmm. And so I've been asked by some people, you know, do you think that, um, Jesus flew the airplane? And I said, no, he had spent 30 some odd years teaching me to, he expected me to.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. You know,
1: and I think that God, God does that. Hmm. Like we wouldn't want to live our child's life for them. He doesn't want to live our life for us. He wants to guide us and enjoy seeing the choices that we make. Yeah
0: and walk alongside us right as we're right. as we're living our life and, and he gets a chance it's not
1: a secondhand life right with christ it is new and wonderful
0: right right dean i want to ask you um because uh, if i read correctly that was the flight that you were actually supposed to be piloting um, <laughs> it, um and and you happen to uh switch your shifts so that somebody could get back and uh, coach a track meet if that's uh, okay. correct um as a husband and I will just put myself in your shoes. I would imagine that when you find out this news, um, there are a lot of emotions and a lot of thoughts that go through your head. I could imagine my wife being in something like that, and there are probably 25 different ways that I could see myself going uh, with the news. What was that like for you? Uh, I would imagine crazy.
2: Good question. I I remember the day I was not, I didn't have the TV on. I was sitting at our breakfast table when uh, I got a text from Tammy Joe. It was a, a picture of the engine, obviously on the ground with the foam all over it. And, uh, and the caption said safe on deck in Philly. My first thought was, um, both being in the airline industry, if anything happens to some airplane somewhere, you know, Hey, did you hear about the airplane in Seattle or pick the city? And so I didn't know whether it was her airplane or just a Southwest airplane. Yeah. And so I texted back, your aircraft, question mark. And uh, I knew she was okay when she said, no, it's Gary's aircraft, but I landed it for him. (laughs) Gary being the CEO. (laughs) And uh, so I thought, okay, she's okay. She's joking.
1: Sense of humor intact.
2: And and fortunately, shortly thereafter, we got to have about a five-minute conversation, she had had lots of things to do. That text came after everyone was off the airplane, but Mm -hmm. then they got very busy with other other things. And um, so uh, quite honestly, a a relief that, okay, she she obviously that was an ugly engine. I'm sure it was an ugly situation, uh, but they're safe on deck. And. Mm. The real kind of it dawned on me, that whole point of that was my flight. And had it not gone well, that would have been hard to live with. Mm. But it went well. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a a uh, kind of a a sobering moment, and yeah. and yet, uh, you know, a, a rejoicing moment at the same time.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and. Yeah, thanks for your honesty. Obviously, I yeah. mean that's a that's a very transparent and vulnerable moment for you to share. That, um, but also like, man, what a blessing that the Lord had obviously trained you in such a great way to to be able to to handle that and and to be right. walking alongside you in that.
1: Well, and and I have to say, Dean certainly came along in a in in many ways since then too. But that evening, um, you know, we. We obviously we made a successful landing, mm-hmm. um, but when there's one fatality, mm-hmm. especially as a Christian, when you know that, uh, you know the survival of many doesn't doesn't eclipse the loss of one. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so all of us, I think, the crew was isolated at a hotel, and I think all of us just felt like I mean we did everything we could. Mm. And um, pulled out some tricks that weren't in the book. Mm. Uh, all of us did, and and still didn't have that sense of of um, of a victory. Yeah. And Dean reminded me of that that phrase, the the scripture in Ecclesiastes that says, "There's a time to weep and a time to laugh, a mm-hmm. time to mourn and a time to dance." Mm-hmm. And reminded me, don't forget to be grateful. Mm. And um, hmm. it 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 was it was good. I shared it with the crew and um, Shanique, one of the flight attendants who can pray the house down. <laughs> uh, you know, we just had a great. It was interesting. I I asked the on the crew text. I just said, would any of you like to meet in the morning to pray before we go meet with the NTSB and the FAA and the you know all the list of acronyms Um, and I didn't hear from there were as a jump seater that was a gentleman that was part of the kind of the crew isolation as well as Darren and I heard from the girls but the guys were the first ones at the door in the morning and we all got together Uh, and that scripture was kind of part of our opening for prayer time
0: yeah yeah. Well, first off, I love the compliment that you just gave, uh, pray the house down. Like, man, I hope somebody <laughs> describes me as that. Cause that's, uh, that's an incredible compliment. Um, <laughs> but also like what a great sense of truth that you were able to remind your wife and the crew in that moment of, of, yeah, there's a time for everything. And, um, they, they I, just kind
2: of came together at that one point Yeah, for all of that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That, that whole, those four things, right. The weep, the mourn, the dance and, uh, laugh laugh thank you um yeah. all four of those i would imagine probably hit some at some point simultaneously in, right in those moments right um, yeah that's that's phenomenal truth to to remind i think a lot of times as as christians um we kind of forget that there's um attention in life and that there's uh in the moments that you are um weeping there are people that are in their happiest moments of their life and um uh, we had a, a time a while ago in a hospital um, with my father-in-law, and, and as we were going through some some complications with his health, um, we also like had this kind of beautiful realization of for some people, they're having the best moment of their life because they're getting the diagnosis that they've been hoping and praying for, or they're having the child that they've been waiting to have. And, and that just right. tension of life is sometimes um, what makes it so beautiful. And so to have that tension in um, one moment probably at times was... Right. Uh, beautiful and hard uh equally right yeah cool um i would love to kind of just now jump into um that's happened um you've obviously been thrust into the spotlight in in certain ways you met the president you've been inducted in the international airspace hall of fame uh you were the aviator of the year uh for uh, uh an aviation club or did i get uh, that correct the new york wings yeah club. the new york wings thank you um yeah, you've been. I would assume if you had a trophy cabinet, it'd probably be pretty full uh, <laughs> at, at your home. Um, how have you guys managed that? Um, because again, I would assume that that was not probably on the the bingo board of your life for no. um, specifically that day. Like, how do how do you guys handle that level of going from I'm a Southwest pilot to now I'm meeting the president and being right. in the Hall of Fame?
2: I call it Tammy Joe's bizarro world. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, We've gotten to do some very interesting, exciting things, met interesting people. But I I will brag on my wife about how Mm. gracious she has been. And part of this is she is that aviator that's a role model. And so through this, we've met lots of young people aspiring to be Mm. aviators or aviatrices in the (laughs)
0: And, I, I think they call them pilots. And pie, that's, <laughs>
2: that thats the word I was looking for. <laughs> and uh, and to see how Tammy Jo has really, frankly, far more patience than I. She's very. Mm-hmm. She'll. She'll stand and take pictures and sign books for as long as there's anyone, and, mm. and I've seen that last for hours, and she's just as gracious with the last person in line as the, the first, um, and so it's been, uh, it, it's been encouraging to me to see how she handles it, and then how she inspires the the next generation. It's kind of fun yeah. uh, to yeah. get to meet all these young bright kids who want to be pilots. Yeah.
1: Well, I I have to then turn around and say in that long line dean is two people back just visiting with mm. and encouraging and by the time they get to me they're just like oh your husband i'm like would well, you <laughs> would you want him to sign this you know and and often they go would he would he mind <laughs> so uh he has been uh, he has been very servant hearted mm. in um packing bags. And we both continued to fly full-time and do this kind of stuff on the weekends. And then uh, about three years ago, I retired early from Southwest and they offered an early retirement during COVID. And I, I took it and he stills flying mm-hmm. full-time, but then on the weekends often travels with me. Mm-hmm. And so he has had a a tireless journey that he has he has (laughs) done with grace
0: yeah yeah i can tell that you guys um this is obviously my first chance meeting you guys face to face and um i can just tell that you guys are such a phenomenal team together and and um my wife and i use that term often of like we're teammates in a lot of ways of of i coach basketball as well so it's a very basketball heavy household um but the the teammate aspect of where one team is, where one teammate is really strong in a certain skill set, another teammate might not be as strong, but there's going to be stronger in somewhere else. And I see that in you guys a lot, which is really cool to be now sitting on a podcast and and chatting with you guys to see that teammate uh, aspect. It's it's pretty unique.
2: Not long after it happened, I mean, literally probably within a couple of days, we were, I was on a phone call with uh, a pastor friend, and and uh, he said, "Dean, you know what the the hardest." instrument in the band to play is and I'm thinking man, I was never in the band <laughs> they're all and uh, and he said second fiddle mm. and he said that's that's kind of the role you're in mm. um and but happy to be there I, I honestly Tammy Joe was a, a a voice of reason in a in a as a female in a world that there's some crazy things being said in the mm. in the name of women's liberation or whatever it may be and, and I thought she's God has her where he needs her to be to mm-hmm. to really be a, a a great voice of reason and hope and uh, for the next generation
1: I I find it interesting just the cycle of hum, human life and thought oh. process and and I do think women today in this country probably have a microphone and a spotlight like they have never had it before, mm. um, but there's still those those forces of oh, but being a woman is not good enough. Mm. You need to um, not claim that you're a woman. Mm. You need to, you know, and and I'm thinking, where do these ideas come from? We fought so hard to to have the right to be feminine in whatever, you know, job that we had the tool set to, to do. And now the push is to um, to reject the sacred gift that God's given mm. us. And so I think there are still girls and young ladies that need encourage that being a woman is quite all right.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. I say that as a man but yeah actually yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> yes yeah that's that's um really um beautiful I would say is like it's maybe the best word that I can give for that of of just um again that level of of being a teammate right there are things that my wife can do that um I will never be able to do, and I am so okay with that because she is gifted in a certain way to be who she is as a female
1: you know I spent a couple of years on a research board for the um, Department of Transportation. And one of the things that we found, uh, it was the task of the research board was to find what are the barriers to women mm. getting into aviation and how do we remove them? Yeah. And a lot of them were the barriers to everybody. Mm. you know, the cost, the complexity, things like that. But in, in this research board, one of the things that we found was that um, if you want to bump up the group IQ, Then you mix Hmm. qualified men and women. Mm -hmm. And it's the biggest bump in group IQ you'll get. And I think, wasn't God thinking straight? (laughs) You know, when he made Adam and when he was lonely and he needed a helpmate he didn't give him Steve a brother that could help him and be a fellow have fellowship he gave him Eve who completed him yeah. you know she had different strengths she had mm-hmm. different perspectives mm-hmm. and they've they've found in the business world that mix of those is is really the best synergy mm-hmm. and so that's why i'm i'm really so against the whole gender neutral mm-hmm. and filing off the edges of being a man or being a woman. Those are the things that we bring to the table. Mm. Those differences are what make us our best mixed yeah. together.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Um, we're going to pivot just slightly because um, in your life now, uh, things look maybe different than what you'd expected three years ago with um, right. COVID kind of opening up an opportunity for you to retire early. Um, what, without getting like into the technical aspects of it, I would love to know, like, what has the Lord taught you since 2018 or even 2023? Like, what 2020, what has the Lord been doing in your guys' life as right. um, you've continued on from a path that maybe you didn't expect to be on to now being here at Nampa, Idaho in 2023?
1: Right.
2: God has sought Tammy Jo to be very patient. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's doing great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That's a that's a good question, you
1: know, uh, I will say one of the things that it's probably so elementary. I'm gonna out myself for being a shallow thinker here, but um <laughs> one of the things that has just struck me is how what a privilege it is to have God's Word mm. mm-hmm. because he already knows us, every hair on our head, every day ordained. Mm. You know, he said, we're fearfully and wonderfully made by him. You know, he knows everything about us. Mm. It's his word that lets us get to know him. Mm. And just realizing, and I've read his word, you know, for 50 years, I've been a Christian. But every year, you just, you open his word and every day, but every year you rolls by and you look back and go, you know what, that is a facet of God mm. and his character I, I didn't see before or I didn't, I didn't take on board, mm-hmm. I didn't realize. And so I guess part of it is just how steady mm. God is. Nothing yeah. takes him by surprise, yeah. and he has a plan. Satan won't mess it up other people's decision will not sway God's will for our lives Mm. or mess up his work. Yeah. And, Mm. um, Hmm. some,
0: that's good. It's really good. Not shallow at all either. I think the, (laughs) the reminder of how just important God's word is, is something that is a necessary daily reminder. Really. It's not something that to take for granted by any stretch of the imagination.
1: Right. And I know at, um, here at MAF, you all are a part of putting God's Word in people's hands that haven't ever had it before. Yeah. Um, Dean and I both volunteer at an orphanage charter school for kids that have been um, removed from from uh, circumstances mm-hmm. that are are not good, and some of them raised in the United States, but. They've never touched a Bible before. And the difference that makes, um, it doesn't matter whether you're in Papua New Guinea or Indonesia or Africa, wherever you open up God's word, it is powerful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Dean, anything you want to add? What do you add to that? (laughs) I mean, great. That's a phenomenal question. Yeah. Yeah um
2: it's uh it has been a a growing experience for us probably as a couple we've probably faced more strife in the last five years than we did in the first 30 years mm -hmm. of marriage just because we have been confronted with things that we had never had to make a decision about you know Mm -hmm. things do we get involved in this do we have time to do that is this you know because she gets asked to do a lot of things.
0: Beyond an MAF podcast? Uh,
2: be you, but nothing, everything.
1: <laughs> nothing as wonderful wow, as this. Wow. On oh, that note, not <laughs> it's a wrap.
2: Yeah, uh,
0: thanks for being here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, you know, deciding how do we use our time, you know, how do you choose between the good and the best? Hmm. And, and, uh, mm-hmm. and sometimes she doesn't agree with me. <laughs>
1: No, I thought it was that you weren't agreeing with me. It's,
2: I don't. I don't, I don't no, it's, uh, it has been, um, it's been challenging and yet rewarding. And, and yeah, there have certainly been times when she did, she agreed to do things that I thought, why, why are you doing that? I mean, you've got all these things and, and we also have our kids and a grandson and, and yet. And which she dedicates lots of time to. But, yeah. uh, and yet, oftentimes the, the things that I thought, I don't know, turned out to be wonderful mm-hmm. experiences and uh, in ways she was able to encourage folks. And, and so, anyway, it, it's, been a, it's been an interesting ride. Thanks for yes. letting me come along and carry your bags.
1: Oh, <laughs> you do much more than that. So much more.
0: I want to get into some rapid fire real quick before we before we end this episode, um, and you guys can answer these together, separate, however you want to do it. Uh, favorite music, kind artists, however you want to go, if you want to go genre artist. artist. Uh, favorite books that you are reading. Uh, if you say her book, that's bonus points. I'll just put that out there. Um, <laughs> favorite books that you're reading or that you've read, um, TV shows, podcasts. This is your time to just kind of, I would love to get to know you guys as I Beyond the I
1: hardly have a day go by that I don't listen to Stephen Curtis Chapman.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: Oh, my goodness. Every song is just so, uh, such a sermon. Yeah. Um. So he's he's definitely on my bucket list of incredible people. How about you?
2: Well, I get to listen to Tammy Jefferson <laughs> listening to theaters.
1: <laughs> True. He's so sweet. Yeah. He listens to it on the road when you're on the road. he. He well, lets me have it.
2: Room in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. but uh, but I also would like the uh, occasional Huey Lewis in the news right. that genre. Yeah.
0: Right. absolutely. Right. That's that's a good that's a good throwback there. Yeah, I yeah.
2: Like that. I, that's it's kind of funny when our kids sometimes will hear them with their friends listening to music and they listen to music that was popular when I was their age. It's all coming back around. It's all coming
1: back around. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite books. And not because it's about a woman pilot, but it's written so beautifully. And this is, of course, if we don't choose a scripture, because it's got everything of course, of course. Yeah, battles, sure. romance, intrigue. Yep. Uh, you know, it, it, as a kid, I loved it just for the um, the kid level yeah. of it, you know, yeah. not even knowing all the wisdom behind <laughs> those stories. Totally. But um, West with the Night by Beryl Markham. Hmm. And. I am on a Thomas Sewell bent. I want to read everything he's written. Yeah. It'll take me a while.
0: Yeah, yeah, it will. He's got a, he's got a long library he's, of uh, I think forties yeah. 39 or 40. Yeah.
2: yeah. You know, there was a uh, a season when I decided I was going to go back and read the books that I was supposed to have read in high school. Oh, <laughs> yeah. The ones that I did book reports on yeah, yeah, but didn't but quite but, get around to reading oh, you know, man, it just, time was tight yeah tough you know? to do. so uh <laughs> i was i was reading you know uh i mean to kill a mockingbird and a tale of two cities and, and don quixote don quixote and, and realizing why these books are so awesome mm. and in the middle somewhere i read a grisham novel huh. and i love i mean grisham writes a great novel and yeah. i've read several of his books and they're page turners but it really made me realize why the classics are the classics yeah. and, and it, it just kind of an appreciation for, you know, those are really incredible literature. And, and again, I mean, I enjoy a a good murder mystery with anyone else, but anyway. yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Um, last question I have for you, uh, favorite airplane that you have ever flown the Hornet and you were one of the first women uh, pilots to fly that, correct?
1: Right. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Right. Y-
2: it would have to be the Hornet. I mean, I, I flew, we both flew the A7, hmm, cool. which was a light attack aircraft that the Hornet replaced. Yeah. And I'm really glad I got to be a part of that community that in the Navy. Um, However, I mean, if I were to go into battle, it, they're hands down the hornet over an ace.
1: I didn't go into battle, and I still say it's better than That's <laughs> like,
0: still there, but I want to, uh, I want to put my hat on.
2: The other would be, uh, I got uh, a little bit of time, thanks to my sweet wife. Uh, I got a tail dragger uh, endorsement and a steerman. Cool. That, uh, yeah, I mean, that you know the scarf and the guy. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, no, yeah. You, if you're gonna do it, you got to do it right. Yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. Oh man. Well, Dean, Tammy, Joe, thank you guys um, so much for taking time. I know I think every episode, I'm just going to peel back the curtain here. Every episode I tell people when we're filming this, uh, it's going to be 20, 30 minutes or so. I think this has gone like 45 or something like that. <laughs> time just kind of flies, but um, yeah, you guys are on, a, have a busy schedule. I know that you guys have had a busy week as well this week. And um, thanks for taking 45 minutes of your time to, uh, to chat and, and let me ask you some questions and be on the hot seat. So. Um, well, totally.
1: Our pleasure.
2: Uh, I would recommend to anyone who's watching, listening, if they have the opportunity to come do this hmm. MAF uh, experience of flying, getting a little taste of what you guys do, Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, I have such an appreciation. I think we both have uh, to see what these pilots are doing around the world and hmm. go out in the Idaho backcountry and see how they evaluating a runway
0: on the side of a mountain and then land on it is uh is pretty incredible my my job i say this to everybody my job is so easy just to be able to tell stories on social media or wherever on podcasts um of those kinds of people right the the people that are flying and, and and looking at an airstrip and that looks like you should never even think about driving the car on that. Yes. And yet right. they see that, they see safety, they see the margin that they have for any error that could potentially happen. And they say, no, that is an airstrip that is worthy of flying on and, mm-hmm. uh, and landed on, which yeah. is, and it. we
2: can help those people down there standing on the side of it. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, my job is
0: easy. So I'm, I love the fact that you guys got a chance to also yeah. kind of see a little bit, of, a little taste of that here. in, in Right. Just, of just a small yeah. taste. Yeah. And
1: it was impressive what they do.
0: Yeah. Well, um, thank you so much for taking the time. I know that this episode went long. I think I also say that every episode, but again, what are you going to do? Um, thank you again, uh, for watching, for listening. Uh, if you're following us on YouTube, uh, make sure you subscribe, click the bell again. I say this every time, but I have to say it just so that you don't miss an episode because I don't want you to miss this kind of an episode. If you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple or wherever else you get your podcasts and want to see the set, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, feel free to come check us out on YouTube or on our socials. Uh, you'll see some photos and, and videos from there. Um, with that, this is episode seven of From the Hangar for Dean and Tammy Joe Schultz. I'm Nathan Jones, I'm your host, and we will see you next time uh, with a pretty special episode in December uh, of our Advent team, which I'm gonna just promo because I was a part of that team. Uh, we'll be seeing that in December. With that being said, though, I hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, enjoy your holidays, and we will see you uh, just before Christmas uh, on From the Hanger. Thanks.